everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season eight, episode 23, the one where Rachel finally has a baby, part one. Part one. And <laughs> and as we know, we've said this before, sometimes they kind of drag these things out. And this is no exception because this, oh my gosh. like Monica and Chandler's wedding, basically takes up four... <laughs> episodes essentially like she goes into labor yeah she went into labor in the last episode and now we're here and then there's another one and then there's another one yeah she doesn't necessarily have the baby through the whole all four episodes but like no but it's all very L and D process labor and delivery correct yes oh sorry that's a little that's a little inside (laughs) For oh. the baby havers in the audience, not the me or Ashley. Havers. No. <laughs> the, um, the baby havers. I, thought, I could have picked a different word. <laughs> I thought learning and development. Um, yeah, you're right. Because there was last episode, she was late. And so it was very much like her due date. She's supposed to be having the baby, you know, still pregnant, still pregnant, still pregnant. And then, yeah, finally at the end, after her and Ross shared a special moment. Some uh, eye contact. <laughs> I'm getting that baby out of you. <laughs> So cute. Um, so this episode starts with them. Ross is like, woohoo, we made it to the hospital in under seven minutes. Like, we're so fast. Oh what? Well, he's just like, you know, excited about this. About this in the wrong, yeah. Him. The hard yes. part truly is over. <laughs> um, and then, yes, I mean, I get that that's his job is like when she goes into labor, you gotta, right. and he's just, celebrate he's he's spiking the football a little too early um yes. but that's unnecessary okay. uh unsport not unsportsmanlike like conduct excessive celebration excessive celebration we're gonna, we're gonna uh you it. know but you also celebrate the milestones along the way it's important uh yes my mind is also a little bit like i don't know i've lived in a big city but chicago's not new york and i'm a little like i don't think i fully understand best routes of transport in New York. Like getting to a hospital in seven minutes sounds pretty freaking quick. But well, I guess it depends guess, on where you are and where the hospital is. That's true. And I'm I'm wondering if like maybe so they were at their own apartment. Maybe everybody else was just closer or the other like Monica's apartment is closer. I don't know. No, it's across the street. What's across the street? Monica's and Ross's apartments. Oh of they course. Can see the windows. That's right. Yeah. Of course, of course. I don't know. But there is always like, there's a lot of one ways in New York and you could get, you know, turned down one way and go the other way or, you know, I I suppose also could be faster. Everyone else could have just like grabbed their purses and gone. They had to like get the bag, get the this, turn off the thing. We're going to be here for days. Make sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Okay. And actually, um, I was going to ask this later, but I think I'll ask it now while we're talking. Speaking of everybody being there at the hospital, um, what do you think about this? Like, Rachel's about to go into labor, and so they're all there at the hospital waiting. Is that yeah. something that people do? I don't think so anymore. I guess I think immediate family, but especially in a post-COVID world, no, there's not just like a lobby for 10 people to hang out in, I don't think. Um, especially because, yeah. well, I guess they can go see her, but maybe they don't let you do that anymore either. Honestly, I don't know. I, this is not something I've done. I have never, it seems like a bit of an imposition to be hanging around when someone's trying to have a baby. Like, you want to be there afterwards, or if there's something you could do like you know a lot of people like have someone that will stay with their kid you know if they already have kids like someone's gonna stay with their kids so they can go to the hospital or take care of their animals or um bring a meal once the baby comes or yeah pick up grandparents from the airport or you know like being on call for those kind of things but I don't know about waiting in the lobby because that also implies that as soon as you give birth you're gonna have like this whole crowd and I just don't know if people it's really sweet, but I don't know if that's like what people I want. Think, I think it is two things. I do think this maybe used to happen 
Yeah. I think maybe it was happening less now that there are cell phones and it can be like, yeah, you could do like a group text and be like, okay, you guys, she's gone into labor, like come now. Or like, you do you know what I, like, I, I feel like there's something a little bit different about like needing to be there immediately afterwards. But then I think you're right. I think that there was like a second progression, which is COVID, where now it's just like, you're not even allowed to like, they just are like, no, unless you're immediate family, like yeah. you're not allowed on the hospital i'm thinking for like uh for like um like the baby waiting room is different than just like the that's different yeah that's i was thinking the emergency waiting room but that's obviously different that's a different wing of the hospital you can tell i don't really spend a lot of time in hospitals because i don't know this stuff no no but yeah it is definitely a different area Um, and it makes sense because it is something that you have no long how long no idea how long it's going to take you know it can take Mm -hmm. like you know, up to 30 hours or whatever. Like it isn't just like, oh, somebody's in there for like a couple hours surgery. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think that that was already starting to change where you don't just like hang around. I, I don't know that I would do this. Yeah. Like, I don't know what benefit well, right. and they're also, getting. And also I think, I mean, it's just friends, right? Like they're, they were there when Ben was born. They were there when Phoebe had her babies. Oh, true. You know, and like, Especially Phoebe having her babies had like nothing to do with them because they weren't even her kid. You know, she was giving birth, but it wasn't even her kids. You know, you said the family, but like Judy shows up and then leaves again. She's like, "Oh, I'm coming yeah. back later." Like, well, what? Like, right. Like- and then Rachel's mom doesn't come, but Judy wasn't invited to the shower, so I don't know. But you know, what I'm they saying? probably just couldn't like- afford to have guest ho- guest hosts on the whole time. <laughs> I guess that's true. But I was going to say, you would think if anybody, it would be Jack and Judy that are sitting there waiting. Yeah. And um, and Mrs. Green's first grandchild, but never mind. <laughs> like, uh, and uh, Jack's first grandchild. Whoops, oh, my gosh. Just kidding. That <laughs> that's so the next funny. episode. But it is funny when so he's funny. like, like that face. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, whoops. Um, okay. Anyway. So, yes, I was just thinking like when when Phoebe's like, Three hours. Gosh, the miracle of birth sure is a snooze fest. And I was thinking, like, if you guys live seven minutes from the hospital, go. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love like, you we can call and you. all my friends. But I think I would be like, no. <laughs> like, no. I'd rather clean your house for you and have, like, a nice mm-hmm. something ready for when you – or, like, bring you – like, you know, if you're going to be in the hospital for a few days, like, let me know when you're ready to see me. I'll, like, bring snacks and treats and flowers and whatever. I don't need to, mm-hmm. like, wait there for 30 hours. I guess the only benefit of that is that Ross can come and go from the room. And so he he comes out and – like has somebody to chat to you know I guess it's like almost more for Ross to be able to have somebody to talk to yeah but also like not really that important right now no it's not okay um so when they get to the hospital Rachel they're like okay we have a semi-private room and she's like no we requested a private room and the lady's like yeah sorry we can't guarantee them um and she's like this is not the only hospital. In- oh, she tries to make Ross uh, pay the lady. Yeah. And he's like, money. could you check again, please? And she's like, this is a hospital. Like, not like pushes the money yeah. back across. And um, I like when she's like, she's like, they're saving them for the important people. What if I was the president? And he goes, well, then we'd be <laughs> in a lot of trouble because you don't know where any countries are. <laughs> Well, when we were watching this, speaking of things that don't really happen anymore, Matt was like, semi-private rooms? Like, is that a thing? Can you have a semi-private room? And I'm thinking, oh, like HIPAA. I mean, in general, can you have a semi-private room? You know? Yeah. If you go to a hospital present day, there's multiple patients in a room. There are? Yeah. Two, sometimes up to four. Yeah. Totally. You have? Yes. Yes. Um, And I'm wondering why I know this, but I'm also thinking it's from when I used to visit my dad at the hospital when he worked there. Not, okay. He wasn't a patient. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know about for like birthing suites and stuff, but um, absolutely. Well, that's different. They roll there's you like, in somewhere else. There's two people um, in the room and there's just like a little halfy 
it's exactly like they show it, except it's not yeah, like, like a, partition. a corner. Yeah, just like a little a little partition down the middle. 100%. I think like when I visited like grandparents in the hospital and stuff too, that was the case because it's like there would be other people next door like visiting their family or it's like, oh, their grandma's annoyed because the her room partner always um, watches the TV really loud or whatever. Yeah. Well, I Googled it and it's not illegal, but it is less and less common. Like Frowned hospitals upon? as they, well, they've like <laughs> renovated and now it's just not as much of a thing. So um, they're all private rooms? Yeah, I guess. But oh. I'm wondering if it's, if it's because of this kind of pushback, like people don't want to share a room. Which no. I don't really blame them. Like sharing no. a room with a stranger already. And when you're in like a compromised position, like yes. post-surgery or, you know, it just feels or like. like- you would really like They're some peace and quiet to yourself. Or you're sick. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not ideal. Um, it's not ideal. Um, maybe it was So California. I guess it's less of a thing. Because they're, like, I don't know if it's just, like, crowded places do it more? Like, New York, Sure. California? Well, I think it's it could even just be, like, which hospitals have gotten around to that type mm. of renovation or, you know, mm. who who's where. Or maybe they, maybe it's people who are lower, uh, like, like, like not um, need less urgency. privacy but, but yeah yeah if someone's just like getting an iv because they were like faint maybe that's like okay you have a semi-private room but if you're recovering from like surgery where you could be exposed to you know more illnesses yeah ge- I, germs. I was gonna say germs and illness at the same time and i said jills jills um but yeah, but apparently it's just like less common. And actually, all the articles I read were like the the case for bringing back the semi private room. And I didn't really read them, but I read all the headlines. It was just interesting that like it's going away and people are trying to bring it back. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm, I think you could probably argue both sides, but anyway, I don't know. This so. sounds to me like um, that's being. I was going to say being planted by people who are just like trying to shove more patients. And I mean, there probably is like, I don't feel like hospitals are any less busy or less crowded. So they probably do need to see more people. And maybe it is like you could actually get a lot more people through there if they just shared a room. Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking, because not having to have a wall means you can have a little more space and still have the things you need. Or you can have one big machine versus two machines, which takes down costs and is more efficient and whatever or like one bathroom um, per two people yep yep yeah i mean it makes total sense on like a logistics plane but as a person in the hospital i I wouldn't want how it is not i wouldn't want it either but i i like i I totally see both sides how there's like pros and cons to both um well, Rachel but does not see both sides. She she wants does a not see both private sides. room. But then when yes. she's like, "We will go to a different hospital," and starts having contractions. <laughs> yes, and the lady's like, "Would you like to see a semi-private?" Yeah, couldn't hurt. <laughs> couldn't hurt um, to look. Yeah, yeah, couldn't hurt. Oh, to look. it's funny. Um, um, so they go in. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking. You know, like in the old days, the olden days, which I say that now, and I just saw a video of girl that was like, what what time period did they wear this in? And it was like that scrunchy hair thing that like pushes your hair back and zigzags. Yeah, I've seen Um, that. And I was like, I don't, don't call it the olden days, please, because it wasn't that long ago. But anyway, when people would like ask to see a room at a hotel to decide if they were going to stay there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've never done that, but, you know, you see it in movies. Maybe that was just a thing in the movies, but I actually think it was a thing back in the day, I like 100 years ago. Right. When there was no, like, you couldn't go look at the photos on the there, internet yes, first. Yes. And I think then they started just having, like, a brochure you could look at because giving everybody a tour of the hotel is not efficient. But yeah. I'm doing a shoot, and I actually just had to go on a bunch of tours of hotels. And all I could think was, it was kind of fun. Um, But I was like, this is like back in the day when it's like, "Mm, can I see a king room? You have any suites available? But of course, this is for a commercial and not me staying at these nice hotels. So it's a little less fun, but still fun to see. I have Uh, a feeling it's like what you said, um, like back in the day or super rich people Um, and not doing it themselves, but probably like if so. Um, one of the Real Housewives, I can't even remember which city, but there was a new lady the last season, and I, I don't know, man. Like I know some of it is fake, but like I'm like, how much of this is because this lady just seemed to have like infinite amounts, like an unlimited supply of money, 
where she had like she was divorced from some rich guy and so she was like rich Mm -hmm. by proxy but i'm like but you can't be like infinitely unending bottomless rich that way I don't think, but she had, so she had like multiple homes, holiday homes, only wore designer, like the top, top, top designer would never wear the same thing twice. Like Zara. I'm kidding. I was like Zara the store. (laughs) Um, Zara, like a famous lady. Um, She would have like, she would have things that she was like, oh yeah, designers like like set this aside specially for me like she was like Uh that type of rich like they would call Uh her and be like darling come in we've got these or we'll send these to you we'll send she's like I don't go to shopping designers send me clothes to my home I'd pick the ones I want and then my assistant sends back the rest but I'm like yep how do you how do you have I mean maybe she just like some of that is like about being a really good patron of those stores and so it's like yeah they send it to her free of charge and then she pays for what she I don't know because I'm just like huh um but she has a team of people so she has has an assistant normal um normal for rich ladies yeah (laughs) rich normal Um, totally normal get you as do we all actually um okay Harry or ace (laughs) meow (laughs) (laughs) um my assistant is not very good (laughs) Um, he's a cat. Uh, but <laughs> if you didn't catch that from the meows, <laughs> but she would have her team. So her assistant, hair and makeup, wardrobe, probably other random people. It was like a team of like five or six people would go to wherever she was staying. She would fly them out there. They would go mm-hmm. and like set it all up for her ahead of time. And some oh, of yes. these places, yes, she had like. Maybe it was like her and her ex-husband had like, you know, split a bunch of the holiday homes or whatever. But some places it was just like she would just rent a gorgeous suite or really nice. So she'd pay for all of their hotel. She'd pay for their flights, pay for their hotel rooms and then pay for her own amazing hotel room. They'd have set it up early. So she's paying for it Mm -hmm. early. She would only fly private and she'd fly Mm -hmm. all her friends private. So they like I was just like, huh? Um, so a lot of yeah. artists do this. A lot of musicians do this. The big names. Yeah. Um, I actually know two different people who were the setter uppers um, of these hotel rooms. One was for Taylor Swift and one was for Dave Matthews. So how far in advance would they go set up the hotel room? So they had most of them have like two or three sets of stuff. So the next set can be go. They can go because like, okay, for example, let's say you're doing two nights in Nashville and then you're doing a night in Atlanta and then you're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. So you set up for Nashville the day before they get there and then you leave and set up Atlanta. So when they get to Atlanta after Nashville's second show, it's ready. They're already in North Carolina. So they're just kind of ahead of you. And then there's a team packing up and going to the, it's like a leapfrog. Yeah interesting yeah but I guess I understand I mean I don't really understand but if I kind of am like "Mm, let me try to put myself in your shoes when you are just in a different hotel room every night having some sense of like home and normalcy makes a lot of sense to me I used to travel every week for work and that's nothing like Taylor Swift but I totally understand like like the living out of a suitcase living out of a suitcase and i get that like i was in like the novo hotel in hamilton they're in like the (laughs) nicest suites of the nicest hotels but still like it um it's still a hotel it's not your stuff it's Mm -hmm. not that comfy it's not that homey and welcoming and like i feel like traveling for work is one of those things that sounds glamorous until you do it and then my gosh yes the first I mean you would know this right like the first couple times you do it you're like okay yay fun and then you're like no I'm like literally eating dinner by myself in a hotel room like the tv doesn't work the this thing is annoying Mm -hmm. the you know what I mean the it's loud the taps dripping the whatever like even if everything works and is fine it's still not your home with your family and your you know it's just not Mm -hmm. cozy and so I totally get that that's awesome that like the people can go and set up the way that they like it. And so when they get there, they feel comfortable. I guess I get that for Taylor Swift because 
she's making money off of all of these shows she's doing. And so she just builds that into the cost. Like, sure. Okay, well, it's just to one do of her tour, expenses of tour. Yeah. Exactly. Like if I want to be comfortable, like, you know, I'm sure she didn't do that when she was starting out or even when she was like middling. But now that she's right. like global superstar, she's like, okay, cool. Like I can have two teams. They can be leapfrogging. Everything can be mm-hmm. so that she's able to show up her best because she's most comfortable and she can rest. She's getting better sleep because she's got the sheets she likes. And like, I get that. But Mm -hmm. this lady, I don't understand how she, like, (laughs) she is not making money by going to like her friend's girls weekend. And so I just don't understand. Well, she just, that just means that she's in the uber rich, probably has a trust fund that's putting out more money than it has in it, you know, like she's living off the interest. Oh, okay. That's the way to do it, huh? Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. And if she's got alimony coming in with hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, that means she can spend all of that every month and still have money. And I guess like if she doesn't have a mortgage, it's just like, what do you do? You just, you get to just yeah. spend it. Must mm-hmm. be nice. Anyway, I'm nice. clearly not in the Uber Rich. I'm going to talk to my assistant about moving some of my funds around. <laughs> uh, I know what he's going to say. He's going to eat Meryl. my money? <laughs> no. He's going to say, Meryl. And that's it. That's all he's going to say. And then you're not going to get any more money. <laughs> that's end of conversation. You still poor. No, I'm just kidding. It is so funny to think about the cats being your assistant. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're really helpful on the computer. Have you ever um, had them help you on the computer? <laughs> click, 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 click. Cute. Okay, sorry. We've, we're going to go down a, a real rabbit hole. Much like So anyway, cat-like. semi-private rooms. Yes, <laughs> At this correct. hospital. Semi-private rooms. Let me see a semi-private room. It couldn't hurt to look. Um, so they get in there, and he's like, oh, this is nice. And then Ross gets in the stirrups. <clears throat> <sighs> Which is hysterical. And imagine if you were that couple, um, Mark and what's her name? I don't, I don't know what her name Julie. is. Julie. Mark and Julie. 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 Yes. Mark and Julie. Um, and if they, yeah, if they come in and he's like, there's like some dude in your bed, in your stirrups, you'd be a little bit like, great, thanks. But they're really chill. But well. I was going to say, it actually seems like Mark and Julie are fine with it. They're into it. They're not Mark chill. and Julie are they're a little too open communal yeah <clears throat> they're like oh hi um is this your first and rachel and ross are like yeah and they're like oh well this is our little jamie is our third so it is nice where she's like if you have any questions or want to know anything like you talk to us yes very sweet where it gets to be a bit much is where she's like we want to share every moment of this with you and <laughs> Like, I'm having a contraction. Me too. And the guy's like taking pictures of. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's like, I love Rachel's response. And she's like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, the. Ugh. Like, no. Oh, great. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. Oh, dear. And then when she offers her cervix for a yes. check. Well, it happens later. But yes, he's like, she's like, he was like, I'm so sorry. The doctor insisted that we close this for the exam. But Julie's dilated to, what does he say? Like, Four centimeters uh, or seven centimeters. That's about four fingers. Have you felt Rachel's yeah. cervix, Ross? And I like how they both go, uh-huh. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. No, I don't think yeah. we're I don't think we're doing that. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the demurring is yep. so good. It's just yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So do you recognize her? Julie? Yes. She yeah. is the mom from Lizzie McGuire. Is that it? Is she? Oh, that's not what I recognize her from. But I maybe she wrong. is. I think she is brunette mom and Lizzie McGuire. Okay, you tell me who you thought she was. So she's on Suits. I don't know if you ever watched Suits. <gasps> yes, she's in like later ep- um, seasons, isn't she? She's in Very... earlier ones too. Oh, is she's she earlier? Uh, Very unlikable. She's Lewis's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I think she's oh, yeah, early right. and the then Harvard, they break up and then they bring her back. Or the Harvard like admi- admittance lady. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's totally it. That's totally it. Um, And then she is on that. New Girl for a few oh, episodes. What is, she, what is, is she? the principal that has to fire Jess. Oh, yeah. She's like, the, is she like the slutty principal? 
Um, no, no, that's oh. um Jesse Spano. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think she was on Lizzie McGuire. Okay, I think I must be thinking of somebody else. Okay, um, but yeah, she's the one that's like you can pick anything you want out of the Lost and Found box. Oh yes, when she okay. Fires her. She's like kind of like quirky, I would say. Um, it yeah, says Jesse Spano the plays the slutty one. She's the mom from um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Did you ever watch that? I never watched that, no. It's actually really funny. Is it? it I think it, it kind of reminds me of... Um, uh, Emperor's New Groove, where like it's four kids, but it's funny for adults okay. as well. Okay, okay. I'm into that. I'm, I'm not saying that. like go watch it, but if for some reason you ever have to... Well, that's a good. I like having kid movies that aren't annoying up my sleeve. Yeah. Also, that yeah, I haven't like seen because then kids nephew. are excited to watch it with you. Yeah. They're like, "What? You haven't seen it?" And then they want to show you, and it's so it's good to know that that's a worthwhile candidate. Yes, um, it is a worthwhile candidate. Okay, good, good to know. Um, and I yeah, feel like they're it's like not very... for little little kids, so it'd probably be good sure. for like your niece. Anyway, yes. Okay. So they're um so. What did we start? Julie. Julie and Mark. Yeah. They're just a, a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're a lot. I'm going to go in order. I know that we often do like what's going on with different people, but it feels very interwoven. So we're just going to go chronologically okay. through. Okay. That and sounds so fine. so before we get to what happens to them, um, we've also got some waiting room action. Um, mm-hmm. So Phoebe <laughs> yeah. mentions this is a snooze fest, um, but... Monica is like, hey, Phoebe, watch me freak out Chandler. And she's like, oh, Chandler, I really want to have a baby. And in a very surprise move, Chandler's like, yeah, "Yeah, okay. I've been thinking about it, and I know you've wanted this for a long time, and I think we're ready. Um, And she's like, what? (laughs) Yes, she was not expecting that. I guess I was going to ask you how long they've been married, but I guess it would have been, I mean, if if Rachel conceived just before their... Yeah, not quite a year. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. She conceived when they were sending out the invitations. Yes. Okay, yeah, so not quite a year. Nine months, 12 months. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep, so just shy of a year. Um, Mm -hmm. And so so they've not been married a full year, but they've been dating for a very long time. Yep. And yeah, Chandler feels like they're in that place, which freaks Monica out. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just wanted you to get all high-voiced and weird like me now. (laughs) So then instead, she Um, jokes that she wants to have Joey's baby just so somebody freaks out. (laughs) That isn't her. She's like, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Um, now, at the same time, um, Ross leaves. Um, oh, was that when she's like, you can't leave me with these people? And he's like, uh, mm-hmm. bye. And yep. walks out um, because Judy shows up. And she's like, don't worry, I'm coming back later. She, Like we said, she's not sitting around in the waiting room like a chump. Judy's got friends like in town. Chump. She's got to go have lunch with. Um, she's probably got to go see a suite. Um, <laughs> and she's like, Ross, I mean, she's being annoying and pushy, kind of as always with this whole like, well, we're very pleased you're having this baby out of wedlock. <laughs> um, she's just like, look, this is Rachel. This isn't just some like random girl that you got pregnant. It's Rachel. And so she gives him her, is it, it's his grandmother's wedding ring? So her mom's wedding ring. Yeah, her mother's ring, yeah. Yes. And he's like, mom, stop it. And she's just like, just take it and think about it. She's being very pushy and annoying. And then he goes out (sighs) to the, what? I, I just, it's, uh... Are you pro Judy? I, I don't know if I'm pro Judy as much as I, and we'll come up against this again later. We can really dive into it, but I feel like Ross is like oblivious to what everybody else knows. Well, that's and what so, we're actually yeah. about to talk about because okay, then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes out into the waiting room, and yeah. he's like, "My mom was like forcing, you know, it was forced this ring on me or whatever," and they're like. 
And why aren't, it's actually Phoebe is kind of like leading it. She's like, why aren't you together? And she's like, no, it's just, you know, you were in love and blah, blah, blah. And now you're having a baby and you live together. And like, you guys, you know, I don't know. And so she's, he's not ready to hear it. I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything else. Yeah, I just, I feel the same. Like, it's just like. I mean, it's more when Phoebe says it later, when she he's like, you know, we could mess everything up. And she's like, or you could get everything you've ever wanted since you were 15. Is that this episode that she says that? Uh, no, you're right. It is the next episode because um, okay. it's right after Rachel has the baby. But um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of is like, I know they've been trying to just be friends. Um but I think the problem on both sides, Ross and Rachel, is that neither one of them have had the guts to bring it up. And they've both had these almost moments, you know. And I mm. actually think Rachel has had more of them than Ross. She had the moment where um, she, like, kind of played that prank when he had to pee and he did it back to her. And she was like, oh, wow. I mean, and he was like, uh, I was kidding. Yeah. And then right before they're leaving to have when she goes into labor yeah you can just see that look in her eye you know well and Um, she says do we have time to yes yes and that could just be read as you know in the heat of the moment not love um but I think it's both and that seems pretty obvious to me and so maybe that's just the thing here maybe like Rachel is a little bit there and Ross just hasn't caught up yet but like I I don't know. I guess because when they conceived Emma, like it was clearly they were just friends, but they just haven't revisited it. So I don't think that's anyone's fault. It's just kind of what, where we're at, you know? Okay. So I think, I think it's not that Ross hasn't caught up yet. I think it's that Ross is too scared Mm -hmm. and not in like a cowardly way, but in like a, like we get one chance. Well, um, yeah, I do feel like we're jumping into it a little bit early, but I think he is just like, no, Rachel's made it clear that we're just friends. And so I am not going to go there. It's Mm -hmm. like he just doesn't think it's even on the table. Right. And I was I was thinking about this. I I actually like when we were when I was watching the second episode and Phoebe does say that thing about. I think he's just trying not to even think about it because it's like, mm-hmm. I think, I think not even that deep down. I think he really does want that. Like, and he had yeah. said that before. Remember, he was like, I just always figured that when it would be with Rachel, it would be, it'd be different. Different. Like, if I was having yeah. a baby with Rachel, it's because we were together. And so I think that it's one of those things where he, it's so odd, like his, his, he's been very clear about what he wants, like from day one. This is season eight. From episode one of season one, we know what he wants. And so I kind of think he's just thinking like, my position's pretty obvious. If we're not doing this, like, it's also maybe a little bit of self-preservation where he can't be like, yeah, I know I really do want to be with her, but she doesn't want to be with me. So I guess I'm just going to father her. Ch-. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I think that his position was clear, but his position has changed. And as far as Rachel knows, he just wants to be friends. You know, well, here's where I think here's so here's where I was thinking about this. All the times they've broken up, Rachel has been the one to explicitly like initiate it and I'm not saying she was wrong to do it at all Mm -hmm. but it was her that so like the very first time when they're about to get together and then she found the list she called it off yep and then when she started the new job and he was being an absolute nightmare Mm -hmm. and thought just like okay let's take a break she was like no 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 let's like take a break from the relationship that was her Mm -hmm. calling it off and then of course like he slept with somebody and she's like, no, no second chances. I do not blame her. But what I'm saying is every time they've broken up, Rachel's been the one to initiate it. And mm-hmm. so I kind of think. Because she had reasons to. Oh, she had reasons to for sure. But, you know, yeah. she was like, uh, no, like what you did is like we, we can't get past it. We're breaking up, you know, sure. and I'm not saying okay. she's so wrong. That's where he's at. And so that's where I think he's like, 
we've been broken up, but it wasn't because I didn't want to like selfish or not. Do you know what I mean? Like he screwed up. But in his mind, I think they would have never broken up. They would have figured out a way to try to push through it. And so, yeah, I just, I, I think that he's a bit once bitten twice shy and it's like, that's why he's just like, no, it's not even a question. We decided we don't want that. But I think if he was being honest, he thinks she's decided she doesn't want that. That's probably, you're probably right. But I don't, yeah, I don't, right. So no one's going to do anything. Oh, I know. It's annoying. But do you know when you're in yeah. that and you're kind of like, you just feel a little bit bound by, like it's it's been a pattern for them. And so it's probably worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. But where their communication has lacked, the the past behavioral patterns kind of dictate the situation mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sound like a psychologist here but anyway that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking is like I don't think he's being blind I think he's probably trying to protect himself and then as we'll see next episode his baby as well because he starts yeah crying. anyway let's we'll put a pin in that one for now okay 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 because it there's um more but but I guess he's just acting like so surprised that people would would suggest this you know is he acting surprised or is he like, I can't talk about this? I don't know. Because he's Because I could like... see myself doing this and I could see you doing this. If it's something that like, it's something within your relationship that you don't actually agree with, you're not, you're not able to sit there and argue and debate and be like, well, here's why we're not together. Because I don't think he really believes it either. And so that's why I think it's a little bit just like, that's why he's like, I can't have this discussion right now. Because I think it's just like... Yeah, he he's cannot, on their side. He, like he thinks there. they should be together. Right. <laughs> That's how I read it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you're kind of like, please, like, you're like, I just don't have it in me to defend this because mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, I don't agree with it either. Um. Okay. So. You're right. We should um, be together. Let me go get her. Let me go get her. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You come in here and talk to her. Um. So while he's away, he comes back in and he's like a new couple and she's like, Yep, Mark and Julie had their baby, but, you know, not before she gave me a juicy shot of Jamie crowning away. (laughs) But he's like, oh, well, how are the new couple? Uh, Very dark and weird. Yes. Not, do not like. Do not like. Do you recognize that lady? Yes, because she is from Entourage, which I have never actually watched, but I know that you did. Oh, and I remember. Yeah, I can't. I can't recommend it, but it no, is hilarious. I was going to say, in the episode, um, the Joey episode, you and Wes talk a lot about Entourage, which was cute when you're like, oh, it doesn't yeah. hold up, but at the time no, it was no. good. I really cannot recommend it, but if you've watched it, you know how funny it is. Like, it is just some of the most hilarious writing, even if it is so vulgar. Is um, she enjoyable in Entourage? Because I cannot, she, I don't like her. Uh, Her, like hard exterior and like no BS attitude lends itself really well because she's this like young superstars publicist and so it it works like she has to have like a no BS attitude because of you know so I actually think it doesn't um yeah it works in entourage like she loves him and she's like working really hard for him um so yeah she's likable She's just she a little like sassy accent. Accent, yeah. That's her voice. That is just what she sounds like. That is so funny. She is like from yeah. the heart of Long Island or somewhere. Then oh, she's got to be Long Island. Um, yeah, somewhere <sighs> deep in New York. You sick pervert. <laughs> you sick pervert. Um, um, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, can you imagine like being in, uh, like that type of, like having an audience environment scenario? No. Oh my gosh. Well, so I was reading this book just before, um, I was reading it for the second time called Shadow Divers. I might've mentioned it on this podcast already, but it's, um, it is about the it's about this shipwreck off the coast of New Jersey. It's a U-boat, a German U-boat. Mm. We're talking like down at like depths of like 240 feet and like icy Atlantic waters. Um, these guys find it. They're like, oh my gosh, this is a U-boat. Neither the United States nor Germany have any record of a U-boat being in that area. And so they're like, 
Mm. Like which one is it and how did it get here type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So really interesting. But this was back, they found it in the 90s, maybe even like 90s. This is real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real story. It's such a good book. I highly recommend it. Um, uh, Yeah, Shadow Divers. It's a great book. And it's so, it's like, I don't know, if you like like John Krakauer type stuff where it's like, um, like interesting narrative descriptions of actual historical events. That's what mm-hmm. this book is. Um, and so um, it was back in 91. And this is back when um, deep sea wreck diving was, and maybe that still is, I don't know, is very like rogue, rowdy, like, you know, the guys would, the guys were just like, it was just like a real cowboy type of thing where, okay, you know, they would just like drink a bunch of beer and like just go basically try to like plunder as much like cool stuff as they could just for like bragging rights um, type of environment. Um, And so they describe there's all of these divers. It takes them years. They go back to the um, because they can only do it, you know, certain times of year being up in New England. And they go back like year after year to try to identify this wreck. Um, And I won't give it away. But one of the like seasons that they do it, there's this father son um, duo that come with and they're like we're gonna identify it and their names are Chris and Chris Jr. but they call him Chrissy mm-hmm. and they're just this like rough and tumble I think New Jersey I don't know there's like a bunch of divers from New York too that go but they basically just bicker the entire time and they're just mm-hmm. like oh like you what good are you like you got lucky with mom you're lucky you da 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 you old fart oh you like stupid young and they just said that literally they would sit there and bicker and like cut each other down relentlessly but then they were like a wonderful pair in the water you know but yeah yeah but I just like when I was reading the book and reading about that I was like that sounds like such because they were just like oh they were so entertaining to have on board because you could just like sit there and listen to them bicker and it was hilarious and I'm like it sounds really stressful (laughs) yeah and it's it sounds like this couple like just sitting there bickering relentlessly like I don't know yeah. It's a New England thing. It I mean, I mean, yeah. I was with my family not too long ago and I was like, "Do you realize how little I yell in my everyday life and then I'm here with you people and all we do is yell?" Like, really? Where are the normal vocal tones? Yeah. What are you yelling I mean, about? I everything. Everyone is just yelling. There is just a lot and it's not arguing. Like it's hard to it's hard to uh separate the two in most people's minds. But, but you're not bickering. You're not like, give, like making little well, snide yeah, remarks. Well, yeah, there is bickering. There's a lot of bickering. Oh, and there's boy. a lot of just loudness. And don't the you loudness remember my I family? Can imagine. Yes, the loudness I can imagine because it's just like you just, you know, you're even if you're in the same room, the pitch just you kind of just turn the volume up a little bit. Yeah, everyone's volume is up at all times. So I just didn't know um, that you guys bickered a bunch, but. Oh my gosh, yes. You say something and my dad's like, you guys are picking on me. We're like, we're not picking on you. It's just <laughs> a comment. Oh my gosh. And then he's like, what? I can't make a joke? And I'm like, you're not joking. You know, it's like back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> joke, 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 okay. joke. See, I guess I would find that somewhat entertaining, but that's because I know and love you guys. But I guess that's the point. Um, <sighs> but then you need to come bless. home and not bicker Do you know with what's people. funny though? Yeah, well, because my me? sister and I, like... We shut that down real fast now because my we my we bickered in my house growing up. My parents bickered. They Mm -hmm. still do. But my sister has a zero tolerance for bickering policy. (laughs) I think. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably like her own thing. I think she just like can't handle it. And so like if they start bickering, she'll be like, no, you are not doing this. (laughs) And it is it's just so annoying. It's Mm -hmm. it's I don't like hearing it. I feel like it undermines one another like do that in private if you have to or like figure out what's actually the commu- the problem here like it's just there's underlying communication issues or something i feel like <laughs> at least with my family and so i'm like sort that out and stop bickering it's unpleasant it's unpleasant mm. anyway this couple is unpleasant are unpleasant yes and um apparently in real life your girl from Entourage was actually pregnant. Fun. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Fun. Congrats. Because they both kind of just look like they've got beach balls under those gowns. But apparently hers is a real beach ball. 
A real beach um, ball. A kid, you mean? A baby. Um, <laughs> so uh, another fun thing that is happening. So that's couple number two, the bicker, the, the Bickertons. Oh, that's what he says. What happened to the Disgustingtons? (laughs) Oh, they had their baby. So couple number two, the Bickers. Um, Meanwhile, Monica is like, so you're serious. Like, you want to start, you want to, like, have a baby. And Chandler's like, yeah. I think that's verbatim dialogue. And so (laughs) she's like, he's like, I think, she, you know, he's like, when can we start trying? And she's doing period math. And Mm -hmm. is like, well, we can try right now. Again, your house is seven minutes away. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. But they also want to be the disgusting tins. They also want to be the for the sake of the comedy show. He's like, we could try here, and he's like, we're in a place full of beds, and it's so clean. (laughs) (laughs) Except one small thing. When they do it in the janitor's closet. And you're in the janitor's closet. Yeah. And MRSA be everywhere. Oh, yuck. I've heard of that. That sounds bad. Yeah, it is bad. Can, like, bad, like, can you, like, it's, is it really serious? Yeah, it's like a type of staph infection. Oh, yikes. Yeah. No, it's not good. You can for sure die if it progresses. Um, you're not just going to get it and die. You're going to get sick. You're going to know. And as long as it's treated, I think, and you have a decent immune system. Like if you, one of uh, one of us got it, I think we'd be okay as long as we got antibiotics or whatever they give you for MRSA. But because um, I remember um, when our friend Kim got married and we yeah. were at her bachelorette weekend, you weren't there. No, I just, I was, I was going to say, I remember Kim talking about it and being like, yeah, of course. Like she's like, Nurses get it all the time. And you're like, what? Yeah. Well, I was with her. It was like me and Casey and then a lot of nurse friends. And they were talking about MRSA. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, so like everyone who's been in a hospital. And she's like, well, you don't have MRSA. We have MRSA. And like pointed yes. to all the nurses because they're just like knee deep in MRSA all day long. <sighs> but um, yeah, that's where my knowledge on the subject ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a real, um, what do they call that? risk of the job or like <laughs> not a perk no um, <laughs> no uh hazard that's yeah uh, yeah there's a phrase it'll come to me um <laughs> but that's no no thank you MRSA so anyway well they're not worried about that they do it on a bucket um and so <laughs> right Monica's pretty excited um what is also happening and I really love this for them. Phoebe is standing in front of an elevator and this guy with a broken leg comes up on a wheelchair mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, like, oh, hi, let me get that for you. And she's like, can I just do it? Because he can't, I don't know, turn sideways <laughs> yeah. to reach the buttons. Um, and And they start chatting and they're kind of like having a fun little like, you know, chemistry, electricity thing. And he's like, well, hey you know, since you're just visiting somebody, if you've got some spare time, maybe you want to come visit me? Like, spit it out, Cliff. What, like, what's your, (laughs) he's in an elevator and the doors are closing and he's like, I'm in room. And then the doors close and she's like, closes. (laughs) Poor KY. And I love how Joey's like, no, Phoebe, you have to like push the button. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So she... Um, she is going around with Joey to try to like find what room he's on and mm-hmm. she kind of does with this nurse. She's like, um, she's like, he's attractive, mid thirties, brown hair, broken leg. And she's like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And he's like, she's like, okay, great. Give me the room number. And she's like, well, I can't do that because of HIPAA and Joey brilliant. Hi, she's with me, Dr. Drake Ramorme. Damn it, woman, do you want this man's blood on your hands? Give me. I've been treating him for years. Give me his room number. And she's like, sorry. He's like, I'm a doctor. And she's like, at this hospital? <laughs> like, But it works. She just gives him the room number. 816. And so. Um, Good memory. Thank you. Um, and so they. Okay. Remind me, I'm a little fuzzy here on what happens part one and what happens part two. But she is like, I'm too nervous to go in there because she basically is just like, wow, he's really cute. We totally clicked. But like, I've, you know, been 
picking some bad ones lately. And Joey's like, you really have dated some stinkers. And so she's like, can you go in there, like pretend to be a doctor and like just get some info on him? Which I think that's a pretty bad idea. Well, he proves that it is a bad idea. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think this has, we know it's going to go wrong and then it goes really wrong. But um, also Joey is not, for as many women as he pulls, he is not smooth with this kind of stuff. That's right. And so I actually, I think it's more that he just doesn't have the like sense. Like she should have told him what to ask. Yes. Because even like starting with what was your birth, what's your birthday and then how old are you? It's like, okay, a doctor wouldn't ask that. I don't know. And also why is there a little redundant? That's true. (laughs) But it's like, and also why is a neurologist here? Giving me a brain test that doesn't know my doctor's... You know what I mean? Like, it's got red flags all over it. But at the same time, why would you question this? You know? Yeah. I'm sure you've had people coming in all day long asking you random questions, making you take tests, sign forms. Like He's got a doctor's coat he somehow procured. So you could see... Like, you do... It'd be confusing. He he was like, are all of the questions this personal? And he's like, yes. And he's just like, okay. Um... (laughs) Yeah. You're right. He could have. Okay. So, so you're thinking like it could, it did have potential to go well? No. Oh, okay. No, I, feel I like think it was what doomed. He, he, what he could have done, and you've kind of given me this idea is like he could have gone in and been like, I mean, he, he, I thought he did a pretty good job when he's like, oh, yeah, your regular doctor, you know, wanted me to just do kind of a, an exam just to see how you're going, you know, and make sure there's no concussion, whatever. Like, okay. Um, could have done that. He could have probably asked some normal questions, done some like, follow my, follow my finger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stand up. Or I guess you can't stand up. You got a broken leg, but like, you know, do this, do that. And then he probably could have like, just been like, okay, cool. No, that's great. So like, you know, tell me about yourself. Like while he's pretending to write or pretending to ask questions related to an actual exam and just been like oh do you have any you know wife kids what's your deal like just making like chummy small talk yeah that potentially could have worked I don't know how you get questions in there about sleeping with women and never calling them back or if you're into anything weird Uh, sexually right I mean that's that's where he goes wrong if he would have just stuck to like you know are you single or not are you single you know a marital status yeah, you know what? Uh, what are your hobbies? Tell me, how did you get the broken? Like, oh, okay, wasn't wasn't in a skiing accident, you know? Like, I don't know. There's ways to ask. I don't know, that. but also like, how are you really gonna like? What is he gonna find out other than the fact that he's married or not? That's, what is he yeah. gonna find out that's gonna like help Phoebe know if he's a good guy? Like, you're not gonna know. Yeah. With these, <laughs> like, he could have asked a thousand questions. It doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. It was just such a bad idea. Um, they shouldn't have done it, it. Yeah. No, they shouldn't have done it. So, okay. So he gets allegedly what he thinks is important for Phoebe to know. Um, and that's kind of the end of that. We'll revisit Cliff. Full name, Clifford, whatever. We'll revisit <laughs> Clifford in the next episode. Um, yes. Back to Ross and Rachel. They are now on uh, couple number three. So this, uh-huh. they wheel in and the girl's like, oh no, your contractions sound bad. Oop, here comes a big one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and how Rachel doesn't just punch her eyes like, beyond me. This is where she just like, clo- like close the curtain, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. like just, it's so funny. They have said it is funny. that this is, um, oh yeah, so the husband looks really familiar Okay. I don't know what from. I think he has been an extra in Friends at least one other time. I don't know how we're ever going to find that out. But if you want to do some crack investigation uh, Uh, on the flight. I mean. He doesn't have any lines, I don't think. Right. And that's. So I don't even know if he's credited. But. um, I don't think he is. Grant. Douglas Loper. Is he the guy that is. Um. Uh, the in the vampire porn, 
<gasps> yes, 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 yes. Okay, I think yes, so. okay, that's him. Uncredited Douglas Loper. He uh, clearly added himself. <laughs> Does he? Is he also um, a male nurse in an episode? He's in four episodes. Let me tell you which one. The one with oh Ross's gosh. thing. He's a fireman. The one a with fireman. all the Thanksgivings. He's a okay, paramedic. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So, in the one with Ross's thing, he's a fireman. Is he one of the... What happens? Is that when Phoebe is dating the teacher and the hot fireman? Yes, it is, isn't it? And he's... She goes in to break up with the fireman. Yes. Yes. At the firehouse. Okay. Yes. So and he's, he's there. there. Yep. The one with all the Thanksgivings, um, he's a paramedic. Is that when we learn about Chandler's toe paramedic? Not the, guys, uh, I need more bandages. I think yes. it's a toe paramedic. It's the toe. Okay. And then it is. We are is getting to the bottom of this. Season Douglas six, where Chandler can't cry. He's the vampire. And okay, then so this one, he, the one where Rachel Nosferatu. has a baby, part one. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, uncredited, but credited himself because he getting them he getting them SAG points. Good. Good on you, Doug. Good job, Douglas Loper. And his picture on IMDb is him as the vampire. That's why I knew it was him right away. Oh, my away. gosh. Cute. Poor Grant. I love that for him. Or poor Douglas Loper. Uh, yeah. Uh, He's not nothing. been in anything love else in a while. Oh, okay. 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 Anyway, we figured it out. Thank you. Okay. Good good job, Doug. Um, Douglas. Good job, Doug. Um, okay, so he's he's mm. so they leave. Rachel, 17 hours of labor. Yep. And when she when the nurse is like, You're only at three, and Ross is like, I'm dilated three. <laughs> yep. It's not true, but it's you know. funny. Um it's funny. A fourth couple goes in and they're like, do you know what? Actually, we're just going to have to take you straight to the delivery room. (laughs) I know. She was like, oh, come on. That reminds me of Kim's story where she like nearly had her baby in the elevator. Yes. Yes. So this woman's like on the gurney, like in labor, essentially, like delivering this baby. Yep. Um, So, yeah. Um, And so then... A nurse comes in and is like, okay, great. We've got a free room in here. And Rachel flips out and is like, no, no, no. You listen to me. Five women have come and gone since I've been sitting here. If another woman comes in here and leaves before me, I'm going to sue you. Not this hospital. I'm going to sue (laughs) you. (laughs) Um, I have a question before we get into... I don't think she's very far along. Okay, then bring her in. <laughs> bring her in. <laughs> um, uh, before we get into who gets brought in, um, if mm-hmm. you were only like two centimeters or whatever she is when she first comes into the hospital, would they admit her or would they have sent her home? Well, her water broke. Okay. Does that mean so, it's time? Yes. When your water oh. breaks, there is a time limit. I think it was 24 hours. Um, oh, well, they, they will induce. In, they will induce you because basically when your water breaks, you are losing like a protective shield and you're open oh. to infection. And so they don't, I think there may be like, maybe it's up to 48 hours. I don't actually know, but I'm pretty sure that's why a lot of people end up like laboring for a lot they're like I was in labor for 36 hours it's like well they probably induced you at a certain point some people's water doesn't break which means you would really yeah they have to break some people's water they have to break it for you Renee how do you know so much because like you because know about the I listen when people shield. talk oh my gosh that's I should start doing that, I don't I guess know. I, I don't just ask I just ask questions baby processes oh okay. I do I think it's interesting um Okay, so this thing says most people go into labor within 24 hours from the medical induction. Oh, okay, so that's once you're induced, you go into labor within Um, 24 hours. So, okay, yeah, the 24-hour clock is when your water breaks. So, but there's, you know, people think you can have longer, whatever. It's one of those things I'm sure they would just rather be safe than sorry. Like, it's better to induce you than, like, you get an infection. Um, Okay. So Even though it's not ideal. I didn't know. Um, I've just heard before that um, 
people like sometimes get sent away from the hospital because they come sure. in too early. And so yes. I just wasn't sure. But I, get, I didn't know that if it's like once the water breaks, then you go. I didn't know that that was the rule. So that's cool. When your water breaks, it's like you're definitely mm-hmm. laboring. Otherwise, you if you're just going based on contractions, like – and that you're not dilated, they're oh, okay. like, mm, it's going to be a while. If your water hasn't okay. broke, then, then bring you, her you have time. Bring her in. Okay. So yeah. So Rachel is probably at that point where in a couple more hours, they're going to talk about inducing her. Um, right. Because they do get to so, 21, but we won't talk yeah. about that yet because um, that's next yes. time. Okay. So yes, bring in the fifth couple. Sorry, four women before. Four women have come and mm-hmm. gone. The fifth couple... None other than <laughs> Janice. <laughs> Janice. And Sid, 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 Sid. The contractions <laughs> that this woman has. <laughs> he, Do you want to give us he, a he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I, Sid, you lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, when he, she's like, he's like, huh? And he, she's like, oh, he's almost completely deaf. And they're like, oh, there you go. Of course he is. Oh, it's so good. Um, well, anyway, uh, I'm very pleased that they brought back Maggie Wheeler to to share this moment with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you were Ra- Rachel and you had to be in labor and you were at like the 17-hour mark, okay, and sharing, which one of these five couples would you want the disgusting tins? I was going to ask you. Well, okay. Well, would you want the disgusting tins, Mark and Julie? Would you want, um, you sick son of a bitch, um, those people? Would you want, mm-hmm. or would you want Janice and Sid? I feel like we have to take mm, off the table because it's like the least offensive. Okay. And she is barely there. I mean, she's annoying. Even but. though it's just annoying. Cause, okay. But I feel like that's the obvious choice. The other okay, ones no, are part. all way more okay. annoying. So um, you're right. Okay. So Sorry, Douglas offering... Loper. You're uncredited again. <laughs> you're uncredited <laughs> again. So either um, somebody offering to let me feel their cervix um and somebody like taking like photos yelling of you racial slurs yeah <laughs> yep um and perving on you and Don't perving forget. on you or janice you know what i actually think i gotta go janice i would at least be comforted that someone i knew was in the room even if it was someone who annoyed the crap out of me i think i would find that more comforting remember that janice and ross slept together at one point yeah but it was just once (laughs) okay i don't know i mean she's married to someone else ross and rachel are not together having eye contact they're not in that place yeah um yeah i think i would go janice i just think like the the line stepping of the other people like the awkwardness of the disgusting tins and just like it's so uncomfortable. And then the uncomfortableness of like people having a domestic dispute while you're like laboring is too stressful. And Janice, it's like, it's an annoyance, but annoyance, you know, at least, you know, like predictable in its own way. Um, What about you? I would definitely take the racial slurs people off the table. I couldn't. (laughs) couldn't I thought you were gonna vote for them I was like I'm shocked by that no there is zero way I think I would just be like I've already said that the bickering is super uncomfortable uh add the guy perving on you disgusting yeah but then also Uh just like the fact that they're bringing a baby into this world and it has to grow I know it's too sad like I can't yeah it's awful so no sorry um the first couple is annoying but I wonder (laughs) if I could like because they can demur. They're kind of like, no, thank you. Um, I mean, the guy is like taking photos of her, which is a little bit annoying. But I guess like, I almost think I'd vote for them. I think I'd vote oh, for the first people. Because I would just because start. Because you to- want to feel Julie's cervix. Yeah. And compare. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, like that is weird and gross. But I guess like you could, you could kind of be like, um, 
okay, so like tell me what to expect or like you could kind of just like get them talking in a way that's like maybe for your own benefit to like learn what you want to know or like I I do think they don't have very good sense of space. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Neither does Janice. And she somehow keeps like coming like, okay, so Mark and Julie, whatever, annoying. They want to share every moment of this with you. Fine. Janice, this now like binds you together for the rest of your life, even <laughs> tighter with Janice of like our babies were like Future born on the friend. same Yeah, like born <laughs> on the same day. But do you know what? You are right. Like Janice is actually at least quite a sweet person after yes, the fact. The devil and you guess, know. Yeah. And I guess like Sid seems like a nice dude, so you could get to know him. And um, she's just, but she also has no personal space or boundaries when it comes to these people and is so loud. But She's so loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very fun. It's pretty good. Okay. Well, we will get to thankfully revisit Janice and Cliff and finally get to meet Rachel and Ross's baby um, in the next episode where Rachel has the baby part two for real this time. And um, I think we'll leave it there. Okay. That sounds good. Um, okay. Yeah. Are you guys ready for Rachel to have this baby part 11? Because we are. <laughs> it doesn't get matter. Get this she baby out of you. Be, she doesn't have to even be pregnant. She'll still have her baby before I do. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, okay, everybody. Oh, you so hang good. in there. And we will see you next week for part two. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.